Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Nittany Lions Sports Report. It's live here on BLS. Bob Long, Tyler Gellhouse. We thought that today was as good as any day to go through the roster in painstaking, it's going to be fun though, fashion, and take a look at where this roster is going to be next year as they move into 2019. Uh, Tyler, we, we talked a lot about this coming into the show. Um, we'll jump right into it. We looked at every single position and discussed who's going to redshirt this year, who's going to graduate, who might go to the NFL draft. And just to give this, the listeners and viewers a real sense of where this roster is going, and it certainly might surprise some folks. So where do you want to start on the defense? I'm a little partial to the linebacker. I was going to start in the trenches and, All right. because that's most important, Bob, in football, the trenches, <laughs> offense and defense. All right. That's where games Tyler, are won and lost. Tyler, uh, So we'll start me. at the ends. All right, Which, by the way, Sharif Miller and Etor Grossmatos played unbelievable on Saturday against the Badgers, and they're one of the top offensive lines in the country. And, Popping off the page. And they actually. have actually been playing great all season long. I, I mean, Etor Grossmatos is easily the most improved player on this football team, um, top to bottom. Uh, I mean, I, I knew that he was good. Uh, I was worried when I heard that Buckholtz and Torrance Brown were finished for the year, maybe even career. Um, but with that being said, I knew that Etor Grossmatos was going to be a good player. I did not know he would be this good this fast. Um, a true sophomore um, for Penn State, number 99. He will definitely be back next year. Um, Sharif Miller is one of those guys that I put up there with, uh, with Bates and Sanders is probably the three most likely – um, to have uh, their names put in and, and to see where they stand in the NFL draft. Um, Miller has started. Uh, this may be his third, might even be his third year starting. He did red shirt. Um, but even so, there's great depth behind him. Shaka Tony, um, Shane Simmons has played a little bit this year. He's been banged up. Um, he's finally getting back into it. And then you have Jason Owe, who is very promising, um, younger guy probably red shirting it looks like as well as Nick Tarburton and then you have Daniel Joseph um, that is, has done some nice things has played a lot early in the season when they were down with um, with some depth and injury problems and um, you know I think that this if if Miller comes back which I'm not sure um, you know where his status is going to be I mean the defensive ends can be extremely extremely dirty next year quick step back as we talk about the offensive line and now the defensive line. Jason Oway, true freshman, and Rashid Walker. We talked about him on the O line. Two of James Franklin's James Franklin and Co.'s uh, best recruiting jobs, taking them away from Ohio State, Michigan, other yes, shooters. Yeah. Tremendous job, yep. Jason Oway. As you might remember, uh, he made his decision and signed in December. Did not announce it mm-hmm. officially. Penn State kept it under wraps. Went to the Under Armour All American yes. Game. And uh, and he announced at that time, Jason Olway, a tremendous, tremendous get by James Franklin. Of he, course, we need to see what happens when he gets out on the field. Yeah. But from a rankings perspective, with other shooters on the line, he knocked it out of the park with Olway. Yeah, and I'm interested to see, like you said about Walker earlier with the strength and conditioning program, is what kind of freak they're going to make Olway into because he has all the intangibles of being a complete freak, not just a pass rushing freak, but an every down defensive end freak mm-hmm. so um time will tell not sure he'll be freak status next year but not far away uh let's take a look not just at 19 but at 20 uh, gross matos 
Something to worry about there after three years taking off? Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that on the the way home. Um, I forget who, if I heard it on the radio or or what, but somebody said if he keeps playing like this, he might only have one more year at Penn State. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he's got NFL size right now. Um, so I think he still has a lot to learn. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm not looking ahead. I know we're not looking ahead to 2020 yet, but that is something to definitely keep an eye out there is he could be a, uh, a potential top draft pick in two years. He's a guy that, even though Sharif Miller will wow you with the stats and whatnot, in some ways jumps off the page differently than Sharif Miller does. Yeah. And his ability to do both, stop the run and get after and he's the huge. passer. And he's huge. Absolutely yeah. enormous. Yeah. I mean, he can slide He can slide inside he slide and play in, three. Yep. It's, it's really unbelievable what he's able to do. And uh, he's the guy that you almost worry about in a very good way, him being that guy that next year we're talking about being NFL draft, not just potential, well, but likely. Yeah. Well, something to, to also consider with that is that he's a true sophomore. Um, if he were a red shirt sophomore, um, yeah, I think that next year would definitely be his last year as a red shirt junior. But a lot of you know, a lot of times, um, you know, that extra year, even if you're red shirting, does help you a lot. And he wasn't able, they, and he should not have been red shirt, which he wasn't. But um, a lot of times, when you see juniors leaving early, a lot of times it is the red shirt junior leaving early as opposed to the true junior. But in this case, it could it could be the true junior like Saquon Barkley was a true junior. Yeah, and part of the reason I bring this up is because you look at a guy like Shaka Tony and even Shane Simmons to some extent, although I think he can play every down. Shaka Tony has not shown the ability yet to be an every down type of defensive lineman, mm-hmm. a down lineman. And I still don't think that's the case, obviously, as we, we look at that this year. I don't know if he'll ever necessarily he be right. that. So if we look at Sharif Miller next year, he'll graduate next year. Gross Matos could go to the NFL. Going into 2020, is it now a young Jason Owe who, as a redshirt sophomore then, would be going into that position leading the charge? Nick Tarburton, a guy that was recruited initially as a linebacker, right. they're beefing him up to be a defensive end. You know What will he be at that time? I think Shane Simmons, hopefully, is the beast that you're looking for. Yep. Uh, and then what follows... Hakeem Beam and what follows in the well, next recruiting class and builds. Even this recruiting class, there's still some some big fish out there. That they're going um, after. I think that yeah. Adisa Isaac from from New York is um, he's trending towards Penn State. And I, I I think that Penn State will land him. He's one of the top rated uh, defensive ends. So the cupboard won't be even when Miller and Gross Matos leave. It won't be empty. I mean, they're recruiting at such a high level that they're they're getting um, you know they're getting a lot of the guys that they really want. So. Let's stay in the trenches. Defensive tackle has been a very interesting position this year. Kevin Givens, let's just say thank goodness for Kevin Givens this year and the presence that he's created and the consistency that he has shown. Robert Windsor has done a nice job. He was, as you mentioned, off-air, the uh, player of the year defensively in the Big Ten. Player of the week, or, right. Player, and, and that's a big me. deal for him. Year's not done. He is, the week. From, uh, <laughs> he is from Wisconsin, so that was definitely a big Big deal for Robert Windsor, much much deserved. Um, I I know you're going to go down the list a little bit more, but uh, I think the defensive tackles, uh, Coach Spencer has done a great job with the whole D line. But this group has actually really started to improve as the season has gone on, and it was a real area of concern. And the depth, quite frankly, still is not there. But Givens and Windsor are playing really good football. They are playing good football, and they needed it. Allowing guys like PJ Musper and, and Fred Hanser to come in. 
in spurts mm-hmm. and give you key snaps when you need them. And, and Hansard obviously is out for the year with an injury, um, but but they did get meaningful minutes from him, and, and, and Mustafer is improving week by week as well. Yep, Ellison Jordan, Aeneas Hawkins, Judge Culpepper, uh, even Antonio Shelton, Damian Barber, guys that I think they believe can play at this level yeah. and will play at this level. Yes, so, um, yeah, I mean, Givens is the one on there that I have as NFL draft potential. Um, he Think Aaron Donald, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald, but an, unders- an undersized, <laughs> I wouldn't compare anybody to Aaron Donald, but <laughs> an undersized... Um, you know, lower to the ground type of D tackle, six one, you know, two eighty five type of guy. But he's got a great motor, and you know, he's he is the full package at, at D tackle, and he's he's the one in that group that I would be um, keeping an eye on for NFL. But I think that he's another guy that could benefit from another year. This is his first year starting, so so. Let's now go to the linebackers. We continue on here. You're really excited about the linebackers. I do. I'm very excited about the linebackers. And, and you should be. So uh, You're watching the Nittany Lions Sports Report just to give you a sense of where we are. It's uh, 47 minutes after the hour of 8 flying by here. And uh, we're going to hit the Penn State linebacking core. We're going through the entire 2018 roster as it sits. Who's going to be coming back? Who's leaving? Who's redshirting? And just taking a look at how young this roster really is so let's take a look at the linebackers right now uh jan johnson cam brown juniors you know jan johnson in some ways feels like a, a senior doesn't he feel... actually he, he actually on the roster is listed as a grad slash junior which yeah. i've never seen yep a lot of times you see grad slash senior but he's in grad classes but with junior eligibility so he has another year of eligibility, and then I don't know what if he will still be in grad school or maybe med school or something at that point. But, um, yes, junior eligibility. Most of these yeah. linebackers are coming back. Cam Brown's had a tremendous year. It's going to be tough to displace him. Micah Parsons, as a freshman, has done a great job in spurts to spell Koa Farmer. Uh, I'm just going to take the folks that are viewing right down to the right-hand side. The verbal commits, Lance Dixon, Brandon Smith, uh, recruits and a recruiting class that would make any program salivate, and they're coming to Penn State. They just need to sign that dotted yeah, line, and they will. And uh, and Brandon Smith um, is the number two linebacker in the country, um, number fifteen overall player in the country according to twenty four seven Sports. Um, he's a complete stud. Um, he, he's six four two twenty eight. He's not really built like your prototypical linebacker, but. I, I expect both these these kids to get a lot of time as true freshmen. Um, I mean, I mean, Dixon is is the thirteenth best um, linebacker in the country out of Michigan, and I think that that these two are, you know, going to crack for playing time. And I think that you're going to see again another another sort of youth movement um, in in that I include with Dixon and Smith, Parsons, Luketta, Ellis Brooks, all freshmen right now. Um, and, and nothing against Koa Farmer or Jake Cooper, the only two seniors. But, um, you know, Micah Parsons, as you mentioned, has been, even though Farmer's list is a starter, he's been outplaying, outperforming, and outsnapping Koa Farmer on the defensive side of the ball. So um, that's not a huge loss there. And, 
and there's some other guys on that that list that might even be that are coming back that might be surpassed by these younger guys coming in next year and some of the current freshmen on the linebacking corp right now. I want to talk about Brandon Smith? You said at that six four six. What did you say? Six five. Six four. So yeah, yeah. At that height, you know, not your traditional linebacker at his weight. Listen. People wouldn't have said Tremaine Edmonds was a prototypical sure. linebacker yeah. either, but he's an Good absolute comparison. stud. You Steelers, know, right? Virginia Tech, Bills. St- Bills, okay. The, the brother might play for uh, whatever. I yeah, yeah. his okay. brother got drafted as well. That's yeah. right. A different position. Brothers, yeah, so cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that's what you think about with a Brandon Smith, a freak of nature coming in, being able to be disruptive. Combine that with the speed and power of Micah Parsons, and then if they do go – with with uh, Lance Dixon as the third again, Cam Brown is it's, still in that right, mix. and that's that's what that's crazy. That's like what I'm I'm most curious actually about next year is probably the linebacking room. Mm-hmm. I mean, who comes out of this? I mean, you you have to imagine that that Parsons and Brown will be starters on the outside. Jan Johnson, assuming he comes back, not that he would leave for the NFL, but he is grad student. I mean, if he comes back, he's going to have. He's going to have a lot of competition at that middle spot between Brooks, Lucetta, um, and Smith. And, I mean, Lucetta, Lucetta plays middle and sometimes outside, so it'll be interesting to see where they, they think he, he's best. But, I mean, this is a good problem to have right now for Penn State that you have younger guys coming in that are ultimately going to take, um, you know, probably be first, second on the depth chart at their each of their positions. So that's the linebacking core, and we're very excited about it. Excited to talk about it and figure out where it's going to go. It and might be, be back of, to linebacker U, which Penn State's known for, which is absolutely. which is great. So let's go to the cornerback position, where the Nittany Lions have a, a lot of tremendous players. Uh, obviously, this year's class, I think, with Oruwariye having the career that he's had, especially in the last two years. It's been incredibly, incredibly impressive what he's been able to do. Um, you know, it is unfortunate. I think he'll always, in some ways, be remembered for the drop against Michigan State. But so far, so far surpassed by the amount of huge plays, huge interceptions he's had. He had a great year last year in a, in a time where I don't think a lot of people expected him to he, contribute. I mean, he didn't even start last year in yeah. his second-team All-Big Ten. Over Christian Campbell and, and Grant, Grant Haley, who started. I and, mean, and Amani Oruwariye uh, was committed to Franklin and and um, Vanderbilt at the time, and switched to Penn State. And he he was a, a three star rated recruit, and it, it's worked out great. And looking at some of the early um, mock drafts, he's going in the first round of a lot of them, and some in the second. But you know, it's still early, and they do a lot of testing and stuff. But um, good for him, somebody that. I wouldn't have expected to be in this situation at this point in his career is really making the most of it and playing unbelievable football. John Reed has come back and had a really good year as well. Started a off a little a little rusty. Not ready to play. Right. And and he has turned it on and he's he's NFL draft potential. Um I I'm not sure how I what I think is going to happen there. It's a, it's a tough one to read with with John Reed. No pun intended. No pun, well maybe it was pun intended. Yeah. We'll have to Definitely wasn't. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so then you look at some of the guys behind. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that Reed and Oberwarier decide, well, Reed decides to go for the draft. Oberwarier will not return. Now you're looking at uh, uh, the guys, Tariq Castro-Fields. We've seen Donovan Johnson get meaningful snaps. Yep. Zach McPherson has got meaningful snaps. Of course, you remember McPherson, the one uh, who took the low block on uh, – on Wayno for Michigan, yeah, block terrible right. call. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, verbal commits: Joey Porter Jr., Marquise Wilson, Keaton Ellis, State College boy. Yeah. And and Joey Porter Jr. That is Joey Porter from the Steelers' son um, out there in Pittsburgh. That is he. That was a um, big, big, he, big. Get. And he is a big, big, big cornerback. He's six one. He's rangy. Yeah. Which you know, Penn State. We talked earlier about they're going a little smaller. It seems like at receiver, um, and. Really, at, at cornerback, I mean, Oruwarie was a lanky cornerback. Christian Campbell was a lanky cornerback. Tyreek Castro-Fields is a lanky cornerback. Um, so it's good to have these. And, and Keaton Ellis is a lanky cornerback. And even Marquise Wilson. So a, a little bit of a trend going on here. And I think that, you know, you mentioned John Reed. Um, I think that he will be back in the case that he does leave early. Um, I think either way, Tyreek Castro-Fields' injury bearing will be definitely be a starter on on one at one of the corner spots whether that's with Reed or Donovan Johnson or somebody else um I I, I expect Terry Castro Fields to really take the next step and and he showed great flashes but I think it's time that uh he's gonna get his time to shine next year as an everyday corner every play corner I should say yeah an interesting linebacker or I should say quarterback uh class there and uh, and group of players I think next year will be very interesting there as well uh, I guess the last on the defensive side of the football. It's been a lot of fun, but we'll get it going with the safeties here. Nick Scott, a senior. Garrett Taylor, you have listed as an NFL draft potential. He's had a very good year. A very good. Unexpected very, very in some good ways. season. Very impressed, and, and that is good, especially moving to next year, assuming he comes back. He's been in the right position at the right time as well for and a lot of interceptions. Want, yep. And that's what you want your safety to be. As you look at the rest of these guys, Aaron Monroe, a guy that I think, Tyler, you and I both thought we'd get a little bit more time this yeah. year, perhaps would Especially take Garrett with, Taylor's with spot. Especially with two safety spots opened. Um, two safety spots. Oh, you're saying for, for next year? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Coming into this year. Uh, Marcus right, Allen and right. Troy Apke. So sure. there were two safety spots open. I thought Monroe had a good chance at one of them. Could not capitalize on that. And and same is, same is true, really, with Lamont Wade, who is a very highly yeah. rated recruit. And... That said, was that ever Nick Scott's uh, Nick Scott's spot to lose? Really, I, I don't I even mean, know I don't necessarily. Know. I, I don't know because Nick Scott was kind of play on, play off with Troy Apke even last year until Troy Apke yeah. grabbed I mean, that you, spot. You, Nothing you're probably Nick Scott right there, did wrong. but the, you're right. The Garrett Taylor, Monroe, um, and then the other guys. I thought that that was going to be a battle, and and Garrett Taylor obviously the coaches thought that he was the right pick, and he sure seems like the right pick as a starting safety, even though we haven't seen much from Monroe. We mentioned it in the offensive side of this show, the Lackawanna Community College. Jaquan Brisker is the other one that Penn State is pulling from Lackawanna, and they've had a nice pipeline coming from there. It looks like that could be a relationship that they continue to look to develop in the future. Brisker and Tyler Rudolph, the verbal commits at the safety position. Yeah, again, I think that the safety position I think should be improved next year as well. Um, losing Nick Scott, he's been a great, great player, great teammate, great leader for the last uh, five years as he is a red shirt um, senior. He came in as a running back actually, um, and then was um, supplanted by a, a guy named Saquon Barkley. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to switch positions and hopefully I'll get more time. It worked out for him. He's been a special teams ace. Um, so I think that um, th- this this position next year is going to be a strength as well um i don't know who's going to replace nick scott it could very well be jonathan sutherland um the new number 26 with dreadlocks is a hard hitter uh, he's got a lot of time this year he was playing when garrett taylor was um 
out for the first half against Iowa with the targeting from the previous week. So uh, Lamont Wade's another young guy. Uh, Monroe could be back. Um, it, you know, there's there's plenty of talent in the safeties room. And again, it kind of like what we said with every position. I mean, you know, you're getting better really at every position with the guys coming back, except with quarterback. We're really not sure, but we're going to have a quarterback with McSorley leaving. Potentially running back. Potentially running back as well. And maybe DN with Miller leaving, but there's still guys there. So You're exactly right. Yeah. So that's our run-through. Uh, you want to take a look special at Special teams. All right, I, I was wondering. The, the oh-so non-special teams this year. Getting better, though. Getting better. Especially Pinnaker. I mean, all these guys are back except the long snapper who is on scholarship this year. And, uh, you know, I don't. we don't need to sit here and break down who's going to be the long snapper next year. I mean, it's just not... Um, it's not feasible. And, and it's not material. It's not. And they are important part of the team, obviously, and they have cost us a little bit this year, too, with the safety. But the, the, the less. That's one. We'll just the, let the, the coaches the make less, that decision. The less you know about your long snapper, the better. There you I'll go. I'll leave it at that. We'll let, our, let the guys in blue, the, the coaching staff, make those decisions. But that is, in a nutshell, a little bit more than a nutshell, in an hour long discussion. Broken up over two shows here, or what will be broken up over two shows, uh, what we're looking at for next year. So you want to run them through real quick again here, Tyler? Start to finish. Quarterback, McSorley graduating. McSorley is the only one you're losing. Yep. uh, Guaranteed on offense. The only one that cannot come back. So McSorley looks like it's either Tommy Stevens or do one of the young guys get a shot? It looks like it's Tommy's position to lose if you're asking Bob Long. And if you're asking Tyler Galhouse as well because, I, you know, he came back this year when he could have taken a grad transfer. And um, I think that, you know, he's at least going to get first shot. I'm not saying, you know, if he struggles, they're not gonna, he's not going to be the guy. But he'll definitely get first shot. But, you know, um, there's a lot of talent in that quarterback room next year. At the running back position, we mentioned it, Miles Sanders, a guy who could decide to to go to the NFL draft. I I don't know if I see it this year in particular, but again, he's a guy that has the tools that these NFL teams will like and will want to draft. It was the reason why he was a number one uh, overall running back coming out of high school, and he has not disappointed this year. Guys like that that are always at that top tier tend to go in drafts. At the wide receiver position, Juwan Johnson, I think, has unfortunately closed his case for going to the draft unless he goes to a combine, rips somebody off the charts somehow, and absolutely crushes it, which is possible. But Absolutely and possible. nothing against Johnson. He just hasn't done too much this year. But even if he leaves, I wouldn't even really consider it a big loss. Well, it's a big potential loss. It's a not a loss. Potential loss, but it's not a loss from from uh, this year production. To, right, exactly. This year, but boy, I mean, uh, let's just look It'd at that great. again. No, I mean, I hope he comes back. Hamler, Dotson, shorter guys that can really move have a lot of speed. If you have Juwan Dotson. Johnson as that over the top yeah. threat, that adds a lot to this wide yep. receiver. No, I hundred percent. I mean, I definitely want him back. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, you never know really what you could you could have had this year. So sure. All right, tight ends. Fryermuth. I mean, he has locked that down. I made the comment. It's made him people forget about Nick Bowers almost completely. Zach Kuntz will come in. Freshmen start to build into that that big type of um, 
tight end that you want. He's obviously already huge from a, a yep. height perspective. That could be a good one-two punch from the offensive line. We mentioned Rasheed Walker, Juice Scruggs. I like Des Holmes. I think Caden Wallace, Anthony Wigan, guys to really look out for in terms of guys that are coming in this year. So on the offensive side of the football, they look really, really good. And then on the defensive side, Sharif Miller, hopefully coming back, we'll see. Iter Gross Matos, at least for one more year, perhaps two. We'll just have to see there. Shaka Tony, Shane Simmons, guys that can be uh, third down edge rushers. Jason Oway, Nick Tarburton made the switch from linebacker to defensive end. You know, really, really good guys there as well. And again, young. The name of the game is young for this team. Not a lot of seniors on this list. Again, you continue to look here. Not a senior on this list. Kevin Givens, Robert Windsor, and then Mustafer from McDonough High School. Fred Hansard out for this year, but had quality, quality snaps. I was impressed by him in his action this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Hawkins and Culpepper And Jordan has been bit by the injury bug quite a bit, so mm-hmm. we're not really sure what we're going to get out of him. So then on the cornerback and the, essentially the descent defensive secondary side of the football, over Warrior graduating John Reed, yeah, I agree with you. I don't have a, a good diagnosis on that one either. But Castro Field, Donovan Johnson, Zach McPherson, and then hopefully Joey Porter Jr. can and get Trent time Gordon. right away. I think Trent Gordon could be a uh, one of those really under underrated recruits from the last year's um, top five class, I believe. I believe they were top five or close to. Um, he's out of Texas. He was um, he and Isaiah Humphreys, a, a defense, a safety, were out of Texas and. Um, Trent Gordon, another bigger cornerback. I think that um, I think that he's going to quietly have a very solid career in the blue and white, and uh, it could be sooner rather than later we start to see him emerge. And then the safety, Nick Scott, Garrett Taylor, Nick Scott graduating. Taylor, I think will come back, and then it's really that second spot. Who's going to take that second spot? Will Garrett Taylor move to more of a free safety role like we've seen Nick Scott? I think he's so good, Tyler, at being able to approach the line of scrimmage, both run block and even cover a little bit, that I don't know if he's best suited for free safety. That said, we haven't seen him really play it much. We don't know whether he'll be uh, really well-equipped to do that. So I find that interesting. And then which of these other guys listed on here? would be uh, well-equipped to be a free safety or if they'll need to maneuver around based upon the capabilities of these other guys. Yeah, I think, you know, again, they're only losing Nick Scott, and I shouldn't say they're only losing Nick Scott because he has three interceptions this year, but there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of players in there that have been, you know, waiting for their time, and um, most of them are highly rated guys, and they're bringing in two very solid verbal verbal commitments right now and and keep an eye on brisker as a juco maybe he slides into that opposite spot of of taylor as a juco you know a little bit older than these guys um a little bit more experienced perhaps so uh it'll be interesting for sure so there you have it that's the run through and pinnaker oh we missed the you, you missed your favorite Man, position how did i miss that linebacker the commits for 2019 the verbal commits that will sign the dotted line in December. Lance Dixon, Brandon Smith are what I am most excited about. The possibility, whether it's next year or the year after, of pairing Micah Parsons with Lance Dixon and Brandon Smith across that 
linebacking core is what makes me really, really excited. And Brent Pry has a tremendous system, but the other thing to, con- to, to really consider down the line is whether you would with some of the, uh, I don't want to say dearth on the offensive li- uh, the defensive line, don't whether you would it. consider three, going 3-4 uh, with having well, a guy like Micah Parsons as a pure yeah. outside linebacker. I mean, if it's something that would be interesting, and, and if their linebackers are that superior and you have to find a way to get them all in the field, by all means, a 3-4 would be very, very interesting to say the least. Um but I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a coach. Um, but, you know, you bring up a very good point because um, the talent in that room, especially the young talent, is phenomenal. Probably the best we've had in years, as far as I can remember, young talent at one position at linebacker. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I don't know if Brent Pry would switch to the four, to the 3-4. I mean, he's been doing the 4-3 forever. So it was I don't more... know. more. If- to just toss it out there as but you, you, you have these great, unbelievable right. playmakers that and you, you want to find get on a, the field. You have to make a you have to find a way to get them on the field and and frankly they do rotate their linebackers a good amount. They do. They, that is one thing like they Penn State staff keeps their guys fresh. I mean they do a lot of rotating. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Um, I mean so far it's worked out for them, but keeping the guys fresh and it's it's always a good thing to have depth because injuries happen. Yeah, the last thing I'll say on that 3-4 is I don't think it'll happen. Now, again, this is not the old regime, but could you imagine back in the days of the old coaching staff here at Penn State uh, going to a 3-4? It's not something that has that historically been done. Not Again, that doesn't really shouldn't mean anything. It should be made a statement in a vacuum, but uh, I just think that Brent Pry has a system, and I think they're just going to focus their recruiting on getting highly skilled interior one and three technique defensive tackles. And that will, I won't say cure the woes uh, because I think those guys are already on the roster. Fred Hansard and PJ Mustafer can serve as that one or three as needed. And obviously the defensive end position has been recruited very, very well. So I think they'll stay at the four, three, but I do believe that they can continue to get more and more complex as they get better and better athletes on the field and allow them to be more creative. Yeah, and and obviously you said earlier that um, there's obviously still two, there's three games left, two regular season games left, then the bowl game, and hopefully Penn State wins all three of them, go to ten and three, another ten win season, three in a row. Um, But it's just it's hard not to look ahead already to what what could be the 2019 roster um, with with other players still being recruited to come in for that. That could be a very good team as we see on on paper here that, you know, the talent, the majority of the talent is returning. So it's something to definitely look forward to. Good work this week working on this and sort of helping to helping to frame this show. It was uh, one that I think we. Wanted to do for a long time. You especially were talking about this. Hey, let's let's take a look forward at this mm-hmm. team. Let's take a look forward at this roster over the long term. So thank you for you know waking me up to that. Oh, my this pleasure. is a good show yeah. idea, and uh, actually looks like it might be our last one for for some time here. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah, and thanks. then all of a sudden they're done. The so, regular yeah, season. Next week we will not be doing um, Maryland just because of Thanksgiving week and. Other obligations. Uh, I'll go on the air and say that I fully expect Penn State to win both those games handily. Maryland being a little tougher, but they will they will win both handily. And then, um, yeah, next time we meet, we will know where Penn State is going for a bowl and their opponent. 
And um, a lot's still on the table. Still a chance at a New Year's Six, believe it or not. So New Year's Six or maybe a Citrus Bowl in Orlando, out back in Tampa, a lot of possibilities. So it'll be interesting to follow. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate doing this with you all year. We'll be back in early December as well to talk about that ball game, talk about the signing day and what Penn State has done on that regard. Absolutely. So, uh, Tyler, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for being with me, as always, being my reliable co-host here. Thanks to all the people that have watched, listened all year on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Insta, I guess not Instagram, iTunes. That's (laughs) the one that begins with I. It only took me to the end of the year to figure everything out here. Uh, And for the folks that are followers of BLS, uh, we're also going to start our Villanova basketball show at some point as well. The Villanova Wildcats are underway. Huge game tomorrow against Michigan, a fellow Penn State rival. In your uh, Michigan colors there, Bob? Well, I had to get it out of the way today so I'm not wearing tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I wouldn't have worn it all week, but that's just me. That's fair. Well, you're more more committed to your craft (laughs) than I am. I think everybody knows that. (laughs) Uh, All right, folks. Until next time, he's Tyler. I'm Bob saying so long here from our Bluebell Studios. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of this. We're not going away. We'll just be back in a little while, and we'll be talking more Penn State football as the calendar turns to December, and we preview bowl games as well as the signing period, the first signing period in December. So we'll talk to everybody then. Have a great evening, and have a happy Thanksgiving.